Can I have all y'all stand up? I, I, I hope that all of y'all are blessed by that. That is an amazing, amazing event over those two weeks, especially the team in uh, San Marcos that pulled this off in one week after having to cancel because of the fires. Uh, Mario and Jesse, uh, let's give those two guys a big hand because they oversaw. God bless y'all. Amen. First lady in line, she came through, and the first thing she asked is where to close. Uh, the needs, the practical needs that this event uh, meets is way beyond a toy. One, I, I talked to one family, uh, one guy, his wife recently died, and uh, he lost his business. He's, he used to have a 30-year business, and now he's living in his car. And so, you know, to give him some food and some, some uh, stuff for his kids is, is a blessing. So it's, you're meeting a, a very real need in people's lives. So thank you very much for your giving, for your time. Uh, you know, any money you gave, toy you bought, it went a long way. Uh, and again, kudos to all the people who uh, served up there and all the people from all the other campuses that went and served. Amen? Amen. 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 And we want to welcome all the campuses, San Isidro, City Heights, uh, San Marcos, East County, all the microsites and Coronado people, peoples in Coronado. Um, uh, before I pray, there's a couple, a couple of announcements. Next week is Christmas weekend, okay? So we have Friday night is Floodgate, our worship service. Saturday is a family service, Saturday at 4 o'clock. And then on Sunday, we have our regular service times, but it's Christmas Eve. This is the time people who don't usually go to church go to church. And so this is a time that you, is the easiest for you to invite, okay? So make it your mission to bring somebody. Not invite, bring somebody. So if someone says no, you got to go to the next one. And you get the next one, the next one. But you got to get someone to come. And if, if anything, for their sake, for your sake, for you to see, God minister to someone in your life. Amen? Amen. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for what you're going to do. You're going to set people free today. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn, turn to the person next to you and say, you are, and if it's a woman, mighty woman of valor. If they're a man, mighty man of valor. Amen. Say that real quick. Amen. Also, I, one more announcement. I'm sorry, one more announcement. I got to do it just quick because we, we, we got a serious sermon today. Listen up. Real quick, if you could take out your phone real quick and take a picture of this slide. We're going to have a 21-day prayer. Uh, we have a 21-day fast in January. I'm going to have four weeks of four, four sermons of, on prayer. And between those four sermons is 21 days. And for every one of those 21 days, I'm going to have a 40-minute prayer meeting on Facebook live every day in the morning. We'll tell you what time. Every single day. Uh, and we're going to learn how to pray. God has put on my heart um, about a month and a half ago, I want you to learn how to pray better. So that's what I've been doing. And God has shown me some powerful things now that I'm writing notes to share then. So we're going to have sermons every Sunday. And if you text 525, prayer to 52525, we will every day before for 21 days, say, hey, reminder, tomorrow, uh, you know, be online, and we're going to have 21 days. I'm going to have guests from other pastors and other people from our church, outside of our church, online to help us pray. But we'll, my goal is to teach you how to pray fervent, effective prayers. That's my goal. 
And so that's the goal of it. Not, we're not going to sit there and just, you know, sit in silence. We are going to bring fire from heaven. Can I get amen? Yeah. Amen. So uh, God bless you. Okay, let's get our Bibles out. On the count of three, say word. Okay. If you are a visitor, one th- I mean, we have a lot of great qualities in this church, but one of them isn't counting, okay. We cannot count. Well, I can count. Y'all can't count. Okay. So I'm going to say one, two, three, and then after that you say word, okay. After, okay. On the count of three, say word. See, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> People just don't follow directions. I, I don't know if it's intentional or you just dumb. I don't know that. <laughs> I'm only kidding, I'm only kidding, I'm only kidding. Okay, you ready? One, two, three. Very good. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Let's turn to Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. It's amazing how, how much we don't pay attention. Okay? Like some of y'all still don't realize I have a bat in my hand. <laughs> Judges chapter 6. That is the uh, 6th, 7th book of the Bible. So if you're in Revelation, you're in the wrong neighborhood. <laughs> there is a term in sociology called the bandwagon effect. And the bandwagon effect says that there is a tendency of people to follow someone else because of what they did. You know, some people uh, volunteered for... Toys for Joy, you say, hey, I'm a volunteer. Okay, I'm a volunteer. I'm going to start wearing skinny jeans. I'm going to wear skinny jeans. I went two years ago and tried on a pair of skinny jeans. It wasn't happening. I, I came out like the, <laughs> I, got, I, got the, I got to be able to flow. I can't, I can't. Anyway, uh, certain haircuts, certain teams, certain music, certain clothes. And basically when someone does something, then I'm going to do it, then I'm going to do it. Then well, if everybody else is doing it, I'm going to do it. And it's especially true when we see people overcome obstacles in their life. It inspires us to overcome our own obstacles. And if you ever want to be inspired, watch ESPN. They have these specials called 30 for 30 or E60, whatever. They have different specials of people in the sports world. And these aren't necessarily professionals. Most of them are just regular amateurs or not even amateur athletes. They're just kids who play in high school or or someone who just overcame something, but incredible stories that they overcame odds that people said they can overcome. And when you see that, you get inspired to join. You say, I'm going to go now overcome my obstacle. I'm going to confront my obstacles. God is the same way. God has a bandwagon effect. In Chronicles, he says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth looking for someone who is loyal. Someone who will say, Lord, I am going to trust you. And the Bible says when God finds that that person, he jumps on the bandwagon. Of course, it's God's bandwagon, but you get the point. He says, I am going to encourage you. I'm going to empower you. And by the way, say say it a different way. The Bible says, I'm going to show myself strong on your behalf when you are loyal to me. So God is looking around all the time saying, who who can I give some power to? How many of y'all want some power in your life? And by the way, the power is never for you. So let me ask the question again. How many of you want some power for you in your life? Amen. God's like, well, where can I find someone that's loyal? And I'm going to jump on your bandwagon. Obviously, the bandwagon that he's jumping on is his own bandwagon because he's only jumping on the bandwagon so you can do what he wants you to do. Can I get amen? And so God's looking around. It's especially true when people do it for God and for when people do it to confront their own issues. In the story we're going to look at today, it's about a guy who was a mighty man of valor 
but he didn't know it. And the only thing he had to do was to tear down an altar. And when he tore down the altar, all these people got courage and they said, we're going to now fight with you. For four weeks ago, we started a series called Who Are You? I want to say, Who Are You? And the goal of the sermon series is to help us identify and clarify who we are in Christ. And we broke it down to three phrases. Everyone say, I am. am. Say, I have. have. Say, I will. will. Very good. Let's do it again. Say, I am. am. Say, I have. have. Say, I will. So we talked about that your identity is based on three things. One, what are you, what are you called? The child of God. I'm resurrected in Christ. I'm an ambassador in Christ. I'm born a member of a royal priesthood. I'm the gate of heaven. That you have a title. If every one of those titles that God gives you, which there are many, then you have resources or possessions. In other words, last week we talked about I am the gate of heaven. I have access to an open heaven. If you weren't here, you need to get the message. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. The, 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 especially what was most awesome was the, the effects of having an open heaven and the open heaven coming out of your body, out of your heart, that God wants to express the kingdom of God through your life. So I am, we talked about last week, I am the gate of heaven. A gate is a doorway or an entry transition from one place to another. I am the gate of heaven. I stand under an open heaven and I will, because I stand under an open heaven and the kingdom of God is in me, I will release the supernatural power of God. Two weeks ago, I am the resurrection of Christ. I have access to the throne of God and therefore I will renew my mind, the mind of Christ. Anyone say I am. am. Say I I have. Say I will. Today we're going to learn how to be a mighty man or woman of valor. In the story, in the book of Judges, in the book of Judges, if you could turn to the book of Judges, chapter 6, Israel had, they're in the promised land, but they haven't received the promise because their enemies or the inhabitants of the land still live there. And the inhabitants of the land became their enemies. And they had no king. So they were constantly fighting against the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the, Canaan, the Midianites, and the Uptites, and the Adicites. They kept having these wars. And they had no king. So every now and then when they would cry out to God, God would uh, give the Holy Spirit to somebody called a judge. They, didn't, they weren't kings. They were just judges. And, and, but they ruled. And, and he said, okay, when the Philistines were, were oppressing Israelites, he anointed Samson. And Samson got the spirit of God. He got supernatural strength when the spirit came on him and he grew his hair. He was a Nazarite and he delivered them and he ruled. Then when the Canaanites were after him, uh, uh, oppressing them, he gave it to Deborah. And Deborah ruled for a certain period of time and she delivered them. And in this story, the Midianites are oppressing the Jews and Gideon, everyone say Gideon. Gideon is hiding because he's scared. And God comes to him and the angel says, why are you hiding? You are a man, mighty man of valor. But he doesn't know it. And so he tells him, you are a mighty man of valor. And what he tells him, in order for you to be a mighty man of valor, you have to destroy an altar. Every single one of you are called to be a mighty man or woman of valor. You need to know that. This is, this is one of the identities of Christ that you have. You are a mighty man or a mighty woman of valor. And if you do not know that, then you're not going to know the resources you have and then you will definitely not do what you're called to do, which is tear down your altars in your life. Your altar is a place of worship. By the way, an altar is, in this case, a false altar is the worship of a false god. Show me an addiction, I will show you an altar. For all y'all who watch pornography, 
One out of every two guys. One out of every six women. Sunday being the day most people, more pornography is watched on Sunday than any other day of the week. For all y'all who are greedy for money. For all y'all who got an anger problem. For all these guys getting caught with uh, sexual harassment. Obviously there's so many more we'll never hear about because they're not famous. When they were doing it, they thought they were getting away with it. Will you show me an addiction, show me anger, show me fear, and I'll show you a false altar of a false god. And what does that mean? Is that the devil got in your head and told you you have to act a certain way to be fulfilled. But what the devil never tells you, as a matter of fact, when Jesus was in Matthew chapter 4, when the devil was tempting Jesus, he told him, if you bow down to me, worship on my altar, worship me, I will give you all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. That's what he promises you. You can have fame, money, women, power, all you want. That's what the devil will tell you. But really, what he promises to bless you, but his desire is to enslave you. Because when you do what the devil says, whether it's, whether it's sex, whether you chase money, whether you chase women, whether you chase power, whether, whether it's racism, whatever it is, all it really does is enslave you. It binds you up. It brings death in your life. That's how you know it's not from God. God brings life. Satan brings death. God says what you are, what you can do. The devil tells you what you're not, what you can't do. Two opposites. And so for you to be the mighty man of valor that God called you to be, you have to tear down your altar. You have to identify your altar. Because if you're worshiping a false altar, you are in bondage to that altar. You are in bondage to that lie. Can I get an amen? Is this making sense to you? And so what I want you to be thinking about is what's my altar? Is it anger? Is it fear? Is it anxiety? Is it power? Is it money? Is it things? Do I have to have more things? I don't know about women in shoes. I'm not a woman, so I don't understand the women in shoe thing. How you buy a shoe and you only wear it one time. You buy a dress and wear it. I don't get that. I wear stuff. I, I, I wear stuff for years. I wear them until the holes are coming out the bottom. Can I get amen, fellas? Yeah. Uh, so I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I'm not saying every guy it has to be like that and every woman's like that. I'm just kind of generalizing from the thousands of women that I've seen buy thousands of shoes. But there's something in your head that tells you you have to have a different shoe for every outfit. There's something that tells you you can't wear a shoe more than twice. <laughs> Ladies, say amen if you know what I'm talking about. It's in your DNA. <laughs> and I'm going to challenge you. For, and I'm joking, but I'm not. I'm cracking, but I'm facking. In other words, facking means I'm cracking a joke when I'm telling fact is that we have these false beliefs, these wrong beliefs about what we need to do to be satisfied, what we need to be doing. Uh, for all you ladies who wear makeup, nothing wrong with makeup. Trust me, I'm not saying nothing wrong with makeup. But try to go outside the house without it. Go, go, go. I'm not picking on you. But go to Vaughn's. Looking jacked. <laughs> you might be surprised what happened by the fruit department, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm only joking, don't get all fence, don't get all the thing, but you, we, we have these things. So let's read the story, let's read the story. Ju Judges chapter 6. <laughs> I ain't coming back to this story. He said, I wear makeup. <laughs> don't get your panties in a bunch, it's not that big a deal, it's not that big a deal, it's not that big a deal. Chapter 6, verse 12, Gideon is hiding. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Everyone say, I am a mighty man of valor. 
Uh, ladies, I'm sorry, say I am a woman of valor. I'm not a woman of valor. Okay, ladies say I am a woman of valor. Men say I'm a mighty man of valor. Mighty woman of valor, mighty man of valor. Ready? On three. One, two, three. Very good. Let's, let's keep reading. It says, it says, Gideon said, oh, my Lord, if, if the Lord is with us, then why then has this happened to us? And where are all the miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of our enemies, the Midianites. Um, I don't know if you've ever felt like you see miracles happening in other people's lives, but they're not happening in yours. You're praying. Your prayers aren't answered, but it appears that their prayers are being answered. Say amen if you ever felt that before. Okay. And you look at it going, oh, God, how come they're saying, this is what he's saying. You know, I heard about all these miracles you did for our forefathers, but you're not doing them for us. And, and some of y'all are saying, well, God, you're doing miracles for him, and, and how can you not doing it for me? Well, maybe you're not fulfilling your identity. Maybe you're the one hiding. I wonder how many of y'all come here. Raise your hand if this is your church. Just raise your hand if this is your church. Some of you are like, I don't know anymore. You just got them on makeup. <laughs> I don't raise your hand on this. But I wonder how many of you, this is your church and you don't bring a Bible here. Why not? Don't tell me you don't got one. There's one in every hotel room in the United States of America. You know why? Because a little boy said, ah, you don't need that. It weighs two pounds. You may hurt your shoulder. They're going to put it up on the screen, and you become lazy. I wonder how many of you are uh, in our group. We talk about it all the time. Go to life class. We talk about serving all the time. And you don't do any of that. It's not even on your radar. You come every now and then. Give me something. You don't tire. You don't just come. And, you're, you, and then when, when you have a crisis, God, where are you? God says, hey, 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 hey. Where you been? Where you been? You're worshiping the different altar. You're worshiping the altar of cultural Christianity, of laziness, of lukewarmness, of pitiful Christianity. Of serve me, God, you, you're living the Burger King Christianity. I'm going to have it my way. It's not about, you know, in America people go to church less than, I go like less than twice a month. That doesn't have to be how you do. That's the culture. Don't get on that bandwagon. Get on this bandwagon right here, the Bible. That's the decision you have to make. And so, and so he says, God, why, how come you're not doing them? He's like, where's my miracles? He says, brother, you're hiding in the, in the wine press. Uh, how, what kind of miracles are you going to get hiding over there? And then it says, he says in verse 15, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan, no, I'm sorry, look at verse 14. The Lord turned to him and said, go in this might, everyone say might, of yours. You shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? And he said, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest. And the Lord said, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Number one of your notes, I am a mighty man, woman of valor. I am a mighty man, woman of valor. Uh, by the way, the might you have is not your might. See, this, this bat is a might, is my strength, but it's not mine, it's God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. It says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Say his might. Say his might. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10.4, it says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Say mighty in God. Say mighty in God. Your weapons are mighty. Say my weapons are mighty. A stronghold is 
in an incorrect thinking pattern. Here's an incorrect thinking pattern. I need to have a lot of sex in my life to be happy. That's an incorrect thinking pattern. I need to have a lot of money. That's an incorrect thinking pattern. I need to have the biggest house. That's an incorrect thinking pattern. If I, I, I don't need to pray every day. I don't need to read my Bible every day. I don't need to go to church today to be happy. That is an incorrect thinking pattern. I'm not saying that if you don't do those things, you're not happy. I'm saying if you do those things, you will, be, you will have the joy of the Lord that's better than the happiness you have. So you have an incorrect thinking pattern is that here are my incorrect thinking patterns and therefore that's the, those are the parameters of my relationship with God and my relationship with myself. When this needs to be the parameters of your relationship with God, right here. And you may have an incorrect thinking pattern that says, no, nah, I don't need to follow that all the way. I'm going to have some of that and some of this. That's an incorrect thinking pattern. And as long as you are enslaved and in bondage and serve that incorrect thinking pattern that's contrary to the word of God, what you're telling God is, God, I know better than you. That's a faulty, a faulty theology. Number two in your notes, look what it says. I have the promise of victory that comes from the, God's presence. God said, the only thing you need for victory is I'm going to be with you. You know what God told Moses when Moses, when he called Moses, he said, Moses, I want you to go confront Pharaoh. He said, God, I'm 80 years old. All I got is a stick. And you want me to go confront the, the most powerful man in the world at the time. And here's what God said to him. I will be with you. I'll be with you. And if I'm with you, who can be against you? Because me and you make a majority. As a matter of fact, I make a majority. You just can tag along. He said, he said to Gideon, I'll be with you. That's all you need to know. Say, God is with me. Say, God is with me. Say, I am a man or woman, a mighty man or woman of valor. Say it. Say it again. Say it loud. Say it again. You need to say it every single day. Why? Because you know what the devil's telling you every day? You're stupid. You're stupid, you're stupid, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly, you're a failure, you're a failure, you're a failure, you're fat, you're fat. Every day he's drilling in your head, drilling in your head, drilling in your head. And you know what? You end up believing it. So you need to renew your mind. I am a mighty man of valor. I am resurrected in Christ. I am the gate of heaven. You can go around talking that all day long. You know what the Bible says? Pray without ceasing. That's what we're talking about. Quoting scripture all day long. All day long. Look at number three in your notes. Number three. I will establish biblical altars in my life. I will establish biblical altars in my life. Look what it says in verse 25. This is cool. I love this. It says, it came to pass at the same night that the Lord said to him, take your father's young bull, the second bull of seven years, and tear down the altar of Baal, which is a pagan god that your father has, and cut down the wooden image that is beside it, and build an altar to the Lord your God on top of this rock in the proper arrangement, and take the second bull and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the image which you shall cut down. And Gideon took ten men. From among his servants, and did as the Lord said. But because he feared his father's household, the men of that city were too much. He did it by night instead of by day. Here's your altar greed, lust, racism, hate, adultery, all this, it goes on forever. 
And until you identify the stronghold, the wrong thinking, the incorrect thought pattern, until you name it and say, I am believing this lie from the devil. Because if, you, if, if, if you've been told you're fat and you say, yeah, I am, you just agreed versus no, I am losing weight. <laughs> I am just big boned. <laughs> I'm just beautiful times two. Because the devil is going to, whatever you look like, whatever you have, the devil's going to twist it around to poison anyway because that's what he does. As you say, no, 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 I have to identify it and I have to say, devil, I denounce your truth in my life because it's not true to me. It may be true to you. And I am going to destroy, because I have authority in Jesus' name, I am going to destroy that idol in my mind and I'm going to have my mind renewed to agree with what God says to me. Can I get an Amen. So you have to take the mighty power of God and destroy the idols in your life. You have to beat them down and beat them down and claim what God says about your life. Claim the truth of God in your life. I've been wanting to carry a bat in church for a year. For one year, God has given me a vision. To carry a bat and beat something. I didn't know what it was. No, this is a true story. I didn't know what it was. But I had this, <laughs> this rage that I wanted to express in a sermon. And it was with a bat. And we decided we're going to have the altar Wednesday or Tuesday. I said, what am I going to destroy the altar with? And they said, a bat. I said, oh, yeah, that God, that's from God. <laughs> that's from God. But when you destroy one altar, you have to build another. And there's only one altar that we bow down to. It's right here. This is a million-dollar question for some of y'all. Because we live in a so-called Christian country that is nowhere close to the Christianity the Bible talks about. You need to know that. And I will say this, most people who say they're Christian do not even know what it means as far as what that Bible says. They have their own version because it's based on incorrect things. It's an incorrect thought pattern. And until you learn to bow every day and submit everything about your life, what you watch on TV, the music you listen to, the conversations you're in, the food you put in your body, how you take care of your body, the rest you have. Until you submit all of that to Jesus, at least commit to submitting all of that to Jesus. Versus saying, I'm going to do a little bit over here, I'm going to do a little bit over here. God says, listen, I don't want that relationship. It's like getting married to somebody and, and, and you propose and they say yes and then you say, but hold up, I got a woman on the side. I, I, he, he, he'd rather you go do your thing and come back when you're ready for 100%. This is the only idol. And so he told Gideon, Gideon, I want you to tear down your father's idol, and then I want you to build one to me. We don't need to get into the story. You can read the rest of it. You know what happened? They came out and wanted to kill his son. They wanted to kill Gideon. And they told his dad, bring his son, we're going to kill him. And his dad said, hold up, I know that was my idol, but you know what? My son tore it down. I'm going to back my son. Gideon ended up defeating the Midianites, over 20,000 of them with only 300 men. 
Why? Because he was a mighty man of valor. He never even knew it. But it had to start with tearing down the altars in his life. I'm going to bow to this altar in a minute, and then we're going to do an altar call on all the campuses. There's a lot of y'all out there that have altars you need to tear down. And one of those altars you need to tear down is just your own simple pride that it's all about me. And then I'm going to do an altar call. And there's a lot of y'all need to come down in all the campuses because you have a routine, getting in your seat, kind of watching everything, going, going through the motions, and I go to the rock and da-da-da-da-da. I meet people all the time, go to the rock, ain't been. I talk to people all the time. Hey, what service you go to? I'll meet them in the mall. I'll meet them wherever, a gas station. Hey, what service you go to? Oh, yeah, I love the church. I love the church. What service you go to? Oh, I, I go to San Diego State. <laughs> we haven't been in San Diego State in 12 years. Oh, I go to 7 o'clock service. We had the 7 o'clock service in like five years. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? God, you can't fool God. He's not going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. We have to get on your knees and say, Lord, I bow to you only. I know there are so many influences in this world that are vying for my attention and my devotion and my faith. The devil's stirring up pride and anger and lust and selfishness. And all day long I have conversations with these thoughts. And I decide all day long which thought I'm going to entertain and which thought I'm going to take captive and make it obedient to Christ and shut it down in Jesus' name. With all our eyes closed and our heads bowed, I'm asking all the campuses, eyes closed, heads bowed. It's time for you to tear down the altar and finally call it out as a stronghold incorrect thinking, incorrect perception of who God is, incorrect perception of who you are and what you need to do and what he requires of you. Forget what the United States has created Christianity to be. It has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with going to church every now and then. It has everything to do with 100% submission to Jesus Christ, irrespective of what man says or thinks. And until we tear down the altars, until we denounce the altars in our life, the incorrect thinking patterns, the strongholds, we will always be enslaved to them. So if you would like to tear down those altars, pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Dear God, I need you. I need to bow to you only. In Jesus' name, I submit to Jesus as my Savior. Holy Spirit, I ask you to fill me. As a child of God, I have all authority in heaven. I am seated at the right hand of the Father. I am in Christ. So Satan, I speak to you directly. I rebuke you out of my life. I denounce all agreements I have with you to believe your lies, that I am less than what God called me to be. I denounce any relationship I have to, with you of agreeing with those lies. I break all incorrect thinking patterns. Any thinking pattern inconsistent with the Bible, I denounce. Lord, reveal them to me. Set me free from a wrong view of who I am. Set me free from a wrong, unbiblical view of who you are. I submit my life to you. I am a mighty man, woman of valor. I am a child of God. I am the gate of heaven. I am resurrected in Christ. 
I am in Christ. I am a new creature. I am a member of a royal priesthood. I am forgiven. I am sanctified. I am saved. Those are not guesses. Those are not something that's going to happen. It has already happened, and I receive it, and I will walk in it, and I will have my mind renewed because I am bowing at one idol, and that is the cross of my Savior who died and rose. Eyes closed, heads bowed. If you prayed that prayer, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand. You don't need any more time to think about it. You don't need five altar calls to get you to stand. It's today. If the devil gets you to hesitate today, he's going to get you to hesitate tomorrow. So on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand. And this is one time you can stand before I count to three, anytime you want. <laughs> but if you pray that prayer and you're saying, yes, Lord, I am a mighty man of valor, and I do not care what anybody thinks. On the count of three, I want you to stand. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Amen. 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 Now on the count of three, I'm going to ask all y'all to come forward. If you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up because we're not done. So everybody stand and come out of your seat. Come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. They come on down. Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Just stay right here. God bless you. Just face me. There you go. God bless you. 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 God bless you, brother. God bless you. 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 Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Okay. Uh, there are some of y'all who heard this little voice. You don't need to stand up. You don't need to go down there. Guess what's going to happen tomorrow? That little voice, when God tells you to go pray for somebody, he's going to say the same thing. Oh, you don't need to do that. And you'll say, okay, that's an altar. Let me tell you the definition of this whole Bible. 66 books, 1189 chapters. Let me tell you, it's all wrapped up in one sentence. One word. Amen. Amen. It's all, it's all wrapped up in one word. Obey. Obey. If you try to come to God and say, hey, God, I did this, look at this, I did this, he's like, please. Please. Are you doing what I tell you to do? You know, how, you know how you measure your faith? You can measure it. It's very easy. How quick 
do you do exactly what God says? That's faith. God tells you to jump. And you ask why later. Just do it. God tells you to go pray for that person. You just do it. God tells you to go witness. You just do it. And you say, well, God, I don't know what I'm doing. That's the point. You just trust me. Don't worry about it. God bless you. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. There are some of y'all right now saying, you know what? I need to get my behind down there because I know God spoke to me and I need to go down there. And I, and I did hear that voice. And hey, what's it going to be like walking down and people are going to think this? People shut up. People, people are going to cheer for you. People are going to cheer for you. So on the count of three, we're going to get up. Come on down. We're going to cheer for you in advance. One, two, three. Let's cheer for these people in advance. Come on. 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 Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. So a little voice in your head going. God bless you. God bless you. Little voice going, uh, why you need to go down there? Why you need to go down there? I can give you a bunch of reasons, but my reasons may not even be the reason God wants you to go down there other than he just wants you to just do what he says. You have to get in the habit of doing what he says. Because it's all about you doing what God says, not him doing what you want. Amen? So we got another 90 seconds. some guys up in here. There's some guys up in here. Come on now. Get out of your seat. Walk out of your seat. Come on. How many of you want to have a blessed life? How many of you want miracles in your life? One very simple word. One very simple word. Do what God says. You will not hardly always know what's going to happen. It is not your job, your responsibility, or your right to know what's going to happen. It's by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't know. But I'm going to do what God tells me to do. Come on down, brother. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. Amen. Lord, I pray for these people. I pray for miracles in their life. 
Holy Spirit, we want to be the gate of heaven. We want to be mighty men and women of valor. That is who we are. So I pray that you would open, heaven's open, that we would acknowledge the open heaven under which we live and you will pour out your power on our lives. These people, may they surrender that you may change their life. May we stop playing games. May we take our faith serious. And may we do what you tell us to do. And if we don't do what you tell us to do, may we stop complaining. In Jesus' name, amen. All y'all take a right turn. Let's give them a hand that go this way. Come on, let's give them a hand. Come on. Come on, let's give them a big hand. Come on now. Come on, church. Yes! Yes! <laughs> What's up? Batman! <laughs> Batman! Come on, church! Come on, church! God bless you. 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 Hey, hey. Come on now, church. Come on now, church. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless you. You're a toy fine? Where you play? Maybe see it. I'm gonna say one more thing before Pastor Marcus comes out. You cannot get around this. Can't get around it. Can't shortcut it. Can't game the system. It don't work. It just don't work. When y'all were kids, you thought you were fooling your parents by climbing out the window, and coming back. They knew. They had a camera. They did it before that. They did it before you. You ain't smart. You can't outsmart God. Stop wasting your time. Just obey him now. You get blessed now. Is it for selfish reasons? You could call it selfish. I really, really want what God says he's already given me. <laughs> what he wants me to have. I want it. You call it selfish? Then it's selfish. You are stupid. You are stupid. And I'm going to say it again so you're very clear. You are stupid to tell God that you have something better than what he has for you. And you are stupid to say to God, God, you know what? I'm going to do it my way. Forget you. That's just dumb. But you're not stupid. So don't be stupid. 
Does that say stupid? What an amazing illustration, church, about God's power in our lives. Wow. Wow. We have our pastoral support team that would love to connect with you guys. If, if you need a, some prayer or healing or someone to chat with, we'd love to connect with you. And, and speaking of connecting with you, as, we, as we're closing out, we have a survey that we are asking for you to do. If you text the word survey to the number 52525. And it's going to allow us to gather information and going into the year 2018 to serve you better, get to know you better. We're a large, diverse, exciting church. In 2018, we want to connect with you more and more. So if you could take the time to do that, we'd really appreciate it. As Pastor Miles mentioned this weekend, we have a full, full weekend of services. Friday night, we have our worship night floodgate that's going to be amazing. Come, come early. It's going to be floodgate Christmas style. Saturday. We have one service at 4 p.m. We have one service at 4 p.m. this Saturday, which is a family service for our campus here. So it's going to be a great, great night. 4 p.m., one service Saturday. It's a different service from our Sunday services, which is going to be our Christmas services, uh, Christmas Eve, all day long Sunday, 8, 10, 12, and 6 p.m. So don't forget, bring your friends. Start inviting them now. Of course, we have live class today to get to know more about the church, more about yourself, how you get designed, how you get plugged in to serve using God's power in your life, to serve and have victory. It all starts there. And, of course, our Saturday prayer, which happens every Saturday from 9 to 10. May the Lord richly bless you guys. Don't walk out of these doors the same person you came in. Can I hear amen? God bless you guys. We'll see you this weekend. <laughs>